My role at Digital 22 is I help our clients that are doing the inbound campaigns, I help them supplement that with paid search. Now this can be, we change the campaigns every every three months in line with what they're doing with us. So it's all, my goal is always to help them get the most out of their advertising whilst limiting the spend. Right. Because just trying to make them sure they get the most value for money out of it. So we do a lot on Google, we've got some that are on Bing, and we're doing a lot with Facebook paid and we're now looking to put people onto AdRoll as well. AdRoll is display retargeting. So it's really, really clever how, how they use it. It's got, there's a, a lot that goes into it, but basically you can retarget to people that have been on your website, you place a pixel on your site, you can target people that have visited certain pages, a certain number of pages and not converted, and you can retarget on things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know, you can re really go after them with quality advertising. So I think it's something that's going to be really useful. We're just looking to roll it out for ourselves and then we're going to look at offering that to our clients. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Before I came to Digital 22, I was at a national car leasing company, uh, managing theirs, managing their paid search. Um, I was only there actually for about 10 weeks before I got offered the job at Digital 22 and I just thought that it was too good a chance to turn down. And before that, I ran um, ran my own agency for seven seven years. So okay. I've, been in, I've been in actual paid search for around 10 years. Um, kind of fell into it really just because I like data, mm -hmm. uh, I, like, I like advertising, I can write adverts. Writing paid ads is a skill because you only get like 30 characters, 90 yeah. characters. So writing the copy, getting the call to action in there and making it sound legible. You know, it's a, it's a tough skill, so not not everyone can do it. Some of the ads you see out there, mm. you know, they're, they're not great. But that's how I that's how I got into it, and then I started getting my qualifications with Google, experience in managing accounts, and then it's just snowballed from there, really. Mm. What kind of money were these clients spending on their uh, on their PPC spends? Uh, yeah, when I was at the at the leasing company, there was like over a million pounds a year. Ooh, okay, so it's, uh, so it's big. Yeah, that's yeah. that's big money really when it comes to it. But I know that there are jobs out there looking for people who are managing like two hundred thousand pound a month spend. Yeah, and okay. that's that's like when you think about it, that's like you know, two point four million a year. So that's that's big budget. But then when I had the agency, we had clients who spent anywhere from. £200 a month selling bonsai trees up to £60,000 a month selling everything from classic cars to envelopes. Yeah, well, like you're similar to me, Chris. You're getting on a bit now. You've been in, you've been in the game a while. Oh, all right. Yeah. No need. And it's not as cheap as it used to be. What What's the state of PPC now? As in, like, the cost is it what it used to be to now? There's so many other channels out there, such as social. Is yeah. it still worth doing? It, it's massively worth doing. Um, at the minute, Google are doing a lot of testing with the, with the landing pages, so... They're showing more and more adverts, um, and if you look, the click-throughs coming through from organic are probably going down a little bit because Google keep playing with the homepage. There's a reason that Google makes a hundred million dollars a day from paid wow. search, wow. is because it's an absolute monster. So it works, and if you want it to work, you need to be there. The fact of the matter is that with SEO, you can spend twelve months doing everything right. Mm. But then someone can go away, build a campaign, and in four hours they're above you on the search engine. Wow. Now they might not be above you organically, but when someone searches yeah. and if they do their everything correctly, they can take up so much room on that screen. Yeah, and then it's really difficult to find everything that you've worked so hard for. Hundred million dollars a day. Yeah, yeah, and, it's and, and as well, it's going to be going up because Google in itself is an absolute monster, mm. and and you. In theory, you're paying for something that you never own. Mm. You're paying for real estate on someone, whether it be a monitor, a mobile phone, 
but and then once you're there it's up to up to us up to yourself just to engage with the the customer potential customer and try and make them click through to your site Mm. yeah i went to an event you spoke at a couple of weeks ago in manchester and i remember you putting that stat on screen and i was sat at the back of the audience and everyone sort of gasped yeah there was a little gasp yeah people don't realize though but you google is in every country Mm. so apart from china obviously yeah uh but other than that and and there is google ads in every country as well so Every country does Google Ads. And if you just look at like the UK and the US alone, that market's absolutely massive. Okay. Let, let's start off with some basics then. What if I'm an in-house marketer or a business owner, anyone listening to this, and I want to start doing Google Ads? Have you got any advice for someone just starting out? Yeah, take your time. Uh, don't rush it at all. Um, there's a lot of people out there who say they've got the right way or this formula is the best to follow. There's a lot of free material online. There's a lot of stuff that Google put out there themselves. Um, read that, learn the best practices. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there on, on Twitter, things like, you know, there's a lot of PPC blogs you can follow. Uh, and there's a lot of free information out there to read. So try and absorb as much of that before you try and do it because there is a reason there are professionals that do it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's not easy to do. And if you do get it wrong, then it can turn into a little bit of a money pit. And that would be why Google makes so much money every day off Google ads. Okay. So just take your time. Take your time building your campaigns. Do the basics right. You can never neglect the basics when you do Google Ads. Because what, what, what are them basics? Then? Just making sure you've got your ad structure set up properly. So you've got your ad groups. Um, I always, you've always got to split the match types to make mm. sure they can work properly. Make sure you use your negatives um, to make sure that they're not cannibalizing each other. Can you explain what negatives yeah, so are if for, you've the, got, for the people? Yeah, of course. So per, personally, I like to use exact matches and yeah. broad match modified. Okay. So then if we've got these two as an ad group, then I'll always add the exacts as a negative to the broad match modifiers so yeah. they're not showing for the same terms. So that may, it gives us more scope with these one than you get on a phrase match. Okay. And you've also got the control with the exact. So I had them split up and so they, they can't compete with each other. Yeah. The location settings are the big one. I went through this when we, when we did the hug. When you set up a Google Ads account, they will always say that they want you to show you uh, to people in your location or searching for or interested in. Okay. And if you're an e-commerce and you only sell in the UK, yeah. but someone in France is interested in the UK, they'll be looking for a holiday yeah. and your ads are showing to them and they're clicking through. That's waste of spend and that's not what we want. Yeah. So just all, just be a bit careful because what Google recommends isn't always what's best for your account. Mm. I think another tip as well we've spoke about offline is, is pre-qualifying them on that ad as well. So if, if, you, <laughs> if you want people to click on your ads... Who are, who are high spenders actually say that on your ad. Yeah, uh, and yeah it's getting as much information out there as you can. Yeah. That's why they give you uh, call-out extensions, site yeah. links, everything like that. Exactly, so yeah. make sure you use all them and get as much information on that screen because it's almost like a land grab. Yeah. Like when your ad shows, you want to put as much information out there about your company that will entice someone to see what you have to offer. Yeah. And then once we've got them there, it's up to your landing page to actually convert them. Yeah, no, I agree. Any any other um, any other tips? Um, any more value you can give us? Yeah, just make sure you use a PPC specific landing page. Okay. Don't just be using your your home page. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. that's the worst thing ever. Just using the home page because yeah. there's not there's not you can't lead them in a direction. Okay. Where if you've got a PPC specific page, you can maybe take some of the features out of the home bar so that people can't click off. You're trying to make them complete your desired action. Yeah. Um, keep it short, keep it snappy, really good quality images, and make make it really easy for them to convert. Mm. So if you want them to sign up to a booklet, for example, you want to download a piece, when it's on there, have it on the right-hand side. You know, download this free guide 
get our free book, free report, whatever, and just make sure it's there and it's really, really easy for them to, to get that. When, when should they be checking in um, and checking these ads? Every Weekly, day. Daily? Every yeah. day. Yeah. Every day. You've got, to, you've got to check for anything that's changed. You don't know if, for example, if there's been something that's happened in the news that's made one product become in the news, it's gone really popular. Mm. You might want to just check that and make sure that your presence is, is there for that. Or yeah. again, I, you, I, check our, I check our advertising on Christmas Day, make sure all the bids are there because people never stop. Mm. the world the it's a, it's a, like when I was a kid I seem to remember that around Christmas when I was off school everyone seemed to stop for like two weeks mm. but now as you get older you realise that it doesn't and the world pretty much never stops so people are still buying online on Christmas day and if you're selling online then you need to make sure you're still there Let, let's go a little bit deeper on that so seasonality then you're massively when, yeah when it, when are good times and, and, and bad times really if you've got a, if you've got a product where you can do a sale for example I, I used to work for a client that sold bonsai trees and over Christmas he'd get so many orders from banks right. because these are corporate gifts to their yeah, Far East customers and they, and they loved that so like, around October November we'd really ramp up his advertising to make sure he was there mm. um, you've got everything like that you've got seasonality you've got everything that happens in the news mm. uh, all this needs to be taken into consideration you've got things like you know uh, life events like people when they do it around as a, a wedding or stuff like that Every, all that factors in the worst one can be is the weather if the weather's really good for like a week <laughs> then you'll find your sales dipping because there's just no one there no one's in yeah everyone's out with a barbecue whilst they can mm. so you know it's a really really tough one you've you just got to stick to what you know yeah. and make sure that you're doing everything that's worked for you mm. uh, because then it, you obviously know it'll always come around what's um what's been one of the most successful campaigns you've ever run in your 10 years I'll drop you. I put you on the spot here, but I'd just be interested to know. Yeah, we actually. I actually did one before for a, a security company, and they actually sold dummy cameras. Mm. Um, believe it or not, and they were literally just just plastic, and they had a little LED in, and they had yeah, a timer, and they moved yeah. every so often. And he sold absolutely loads, mm. and we only had him up for about a month, and then he was like, "I've run out of stock." Just ran out of stock. Yeah, so we had to buy some more. But yeah, it just it can be literally anything. Um, mm. The, the client I used to work with who sold bonsai trees, he only needed to sell like three or four trees a month because he grew them himself. Right. So, so it's absolutely pure profit, yeah. So it all depends. Um, it all depends on the goal for the campaign as well. Most goals are different. Not everyone's e-commerce. Mm. Some people are, you know, download or, you know, awareness and try and get them in the in the funnel and then start, you know, nurturing in that way. So okay. it all depends. Okay, I mean, um, let's touch on more advanced stuff now, um, such as uh, remarketing. Maybe you could explain what that is and how we do it and how we do it for clients and how valuable that is. Yeah, I mean, with remarketing, it's it's a really big thing now. But sometimes mm. I think people get lost in in all the new buzzwords. Yeah. Like everyone's all about remarketing, insight audiences, and all this. And it's mm. just if you're not doing the basics right, then none of these will work for yeah. you. So once you've once you've got a grasp of your account and and it's working well. And then, you know, you feel like you're ready to, remarketing is brilliant because you put the code in your analytics and on, on, on your Google ads. And then once people have maybe been on your website and, and they've not completed and they've gone to a different site, then, you know, your ads will show up with display advertising okay. just to try and entice them back in. Yeah. So it's a really, really, everyone's doing remarketing now. Yeah. So it's, um, and you don't even, you really don't even know you're getting remarketed to. Yeah. Like, you're really bad for buying online. You're, you're, like, you're like the worst that I know. So I know yeah. you have been done by remarketing. Yeah. So you've been on Summit and then you clicked it off thinking, oh, I'll get back to it later. And then before you know it, yeah. you're on a different website. 
But we yeah, were chatting about it years ago. I mean, they're, they're still amazing it now, but they were pioneers, which were Amazon and eBay. Oh, massively, uh, yeah. They, they were they were the guys back in the day. But yeah. I'm, I'm getting retargeted a lot with... Uh, my last three sales online have been through Instagram ads, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so uh, an event, I bought a jacket, and then something else all through Instagram ads. So that's... Especially now it's been bought by Facebook as well. Yeah. You know, that's just going to get bigger and bigger. And yeah. on Instagram now, you don't even need a website to sell. You can yeah. do it through your Insta shop. But you look at like Amazon and eBay, they spent so much money testing their buy now button. Yeah. That's why they're always like orange, green, because yeah. there's been so much money spent on testing things like that like a b testing and google they spent i think it's something like 400 million testing the color of the blue did they get on a segment yeah. of blue didn't they? yeah, yeah. They for the for the g so yeah but you don't realize i think i went on a on a ux course and booking.com whenever you're on any page they're running like 25 tests at any one point booking.com imagine how much revenue daily there but yeah. it's just i mean they're one of the probably one of like airbnb are like the world's largest hotel provider mm. with no hotels <laughs> You've got Uber, they're the world's largest cab company with no cars. No cabs, yeah. So it's just, everything is switching to online through an app. Okay. So. What about, um, I know I keep praying you for, for more information, but that, that's what you're here for, I guess. <laughs> uh, any any sort of more key takeaways for listeners? Any Anything you found that really works over the, over the years they can implement in their ad campaigns? Yeah, um, they've really got to take the time with it. I mean, everyone goes on about Google as being like a quick win. Yeah. Um, but the way to get a quick win is if you've got a product or a service where it's a higher ticket for you or a higher mm. markup, then always advertise that first. Because then if you start getting conversions through on that, then the ads pay for themselves. Okay. So if you've got something where maybe you've got an 80% markup and something where you've got a 60% markup, we'll go with the 80% first, we'll market that. And then when we start getting conversions in on that, it gives us more money then to work with on the other products. Because mm. you might have other products where, you know, it's, it's a longer process and everything like that. But if we've got stuff that we can go out there and that should be seen as the quick win, not the actual ads itself. Yeah. So just take the time, make sure you do the basics properly, um, learn as much as you can. Um, mm. And, you know, just remember you're going to make mistakes. Mm. There's going to be stuff that you get wrong, so just, you know, yeah. put it down to experience and don't do it again. That's interesting. So it'd be good if people can try and work out the lifetime value of that customer or, or like you've just mentioned then, how long's the sales process? If you can get a lot of these stats and insights before you run the ads, it's going to help. Yeah, it? massively, especially if, if you're doing it and you're in-house, yeah. then you're doing it. But it's a bit more difficult from the agency side. That's why it's, it's mm. good with us because we do a lot of onboarding, so we really understand the client's process and, and we really work with them on that. But if you're, if you're in-house, House, you know all this anyway because yeah. you it's tough though when you're in house i've done it and you're trying to talk to different departments and and get more information it just takes time yeah but you just need to remember that and then also as well once they are a customer make sure that that's not your job done then you need to make sure that they're getting they're getting nurtured they're getting offers they're getting kept in contact with yeah just to try and you know keep that keep that going really and make sure they stay a customer yeah i mean um <sighs> Back down to the people who are just starting out. What what's a good budget? What what figure can you give them just to spend just to get going? I mean, really, if they're gonna, if you are going to do it, I mean, the cost per clicks are going up now. Yeah. So you've got to really do your research on your keywords. Mm. Um, a good way that I've found to do it is if you rank for something really well organically, yeah, and you're getting good performance, and maybe don't spend as much on that on pay per click. Okay. But if you've got a really competitive keyword that you're struggling to rank for then maybe put a bit more budget behind that. Okay. So if you start with bit, it's what you can afford as a company. So normally it's around 500 a month. Yeah. And you start from there and then see how that goes. 
Um, the only the worst thing with Google is like if you actually manage to get a Google rep because they're a bit rarer now unless you're spending the big money. Um, but they'll always just say, you know, have you up your cost per click? Have you? And that's not always the answer because before you know it, you can be spending, you know, one pound, one pound fifty a click, mm. and it's really not working. Okay. If you get thirty clicks in that day, that's forty five pound. Yeah. And then over a month, that can be a lot of money, and your budget's gone before you know it. Your budget's gone. What I'd like to do as well, I really enjoyed your talk over in Manchester. I know Alex filmed it. I think. We're, we're editing that, aren't we, Alex? We'll put that in the show Trying notes. Trying to make me look that. good. Yeah, make him look good. We're going to put that in the show notes. Also, your slide deck as well. Let's yeah. put that in. So if anyone wants any more information, uh, Chris did a great talk. Please go down to the show notes then and, and take a look. So we're going to wrap it up. Let's have one more key takeaway for listening. Have you got anything else? I'm really pushing you hard. But... Um, just make sure you use everything that's there. Mm. Don't, don't just do one thing. Like Google do display advertising. Mm. They do search. If you're going to do a display and a search campaign, make sure you split them up. Yeah. It's not it's not a one size fits all. Okay. So make sure you split them up, do them all separately. If you're going to do retargeting, look at doing it on Google because that's a brilliant thing. Once you've done that, make sure you use the audience insights because it's a really good way to get some very cost effective clicks. Okay. Because these people are already interested in certain products. Okay. Um, and just make sure you're tracking everything. If without tracking, it's not worth linking. The best way that I found to do it is to set up your goals in Google Analytics okay. first because they'll never match 100% and Google tell people that themselves, but at least if you've got them set up in analytics first, you know you're getting the same figures when you're doing all your reporting. And, and without figures, the, the ultimate goal of ads is profit. Yeah. And without the figures and the tracking, then we don't know about any profitability. Great, great. Well, thank you. I just want to say thank you to you, especially you did the public speaking thing a couple of weeks ago, out of your comfort zone. That's the first time you did it. You smashed yeah. it. This is the first podcast you've done. It is, yeah. Uh, we're trying to get more... Um, more of our team on podcast so thank you for, for setting the uh, setting the stall out there no worries and also uh, congratulations on this behind us here which is. is uh our five-a-side football tournament it is do you want to tell the guys what happened there it was what a was momentous it? day uh, <laughs> yeah seven warriors went into war yeah, yeah. <laughs> none of us could walk the day after <laughs> yeah or the monday but no yeah we um, it was everyone marketing in preston they set up a five-a-side tournament yeah for, for agencies and we seen it on LinkedIn and there was a space left luckily enough so yeah. we got a last minute kit we turned up in the same colour as someone else which is always a bit awkward yeah uh, but yeah we won us first four games without letting a goal in I think yeah and amazing then, yeah and then we got beat I think it was 3-2 two and 2-0 two but then we beat those two teams in the semi-final and the final absolutely chuffed a bit so yeah we were it was some good big, some big guys there we rocked up and somehow we, we won it um, we're over the moon aren't yeah we? that guy in the final just kept booting the ball yeah. at us but um, we've been, like like Chris said, we've been in agony all week. Uh, yeah. Painkillers, backaches. <laughs> Ibuprofen <backaches>. everywhere. But <laughs> so, well, listen, thank you so much. No worries, um, you really much. appreciate it. And if you've got any questions as well, put them in the comments, email us, check out Chris's video, video slides. And we've also got a private Facebook group as well, which is Inbound After Hours. If you want to um, subscribe to that as well, loads of good stuff's going off in there. Thank you so much and see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.